0: Broadcasting from the studios of Business Radio X, it's time for Advisory Insights, brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, serving clients nationwide with tailored service and exceptional results. Now, here's your host. Well, welcome everyone to Advisory Insights. This is Stuart Oberman as your host. I want to to talk about mergers and acquisitions in healthcare. Uh, I will tell you, Last year was an absolute blistering year in, in the industry. And I'll tell you, for, for us, uh, my Law Firm, uh, it was amazing last year what we did, how we did it, especially in, in the fourth quarter. So a substantial part of what we did when the mergers and acquisitions was healthcare-related. But I want to talk about um, some items in general. A little background, uh, last year we did, I think the numbers were ab- about... 135 transactions, I think, maybe a little bit plus or minus. And I believe the number was total about $350 million worth of transactions. So we saw a lot, a lot of things in healthcare transactions. So I want to talk about a couple of things in, in particular. So first and foremost, for those that are in a highly regulated industry, especially in, in healthcare, you got to be careful when you due diligence. So when you are Doing a healthcare transaction, an acquisition, should never be overlooked that what you're doing is and has to be heavily regulated. So one of the things that we look for is we want our buyers to sift through seller's records to ensure that that seller is in compliance with state and federal law. Especially on the reps and warranties. That's a whole nother topic we may cover for another day. But if you are in a healthcare related transaction and you are the buyer, I cannot stress enough on your due diligence. Do not, do not leave off compliance. So, especially, I want to talk especially about this area. If you are buying a business whether it is a medical practice whether it is a particular practice area in different industries you have to be extremely careful if that buyer or if that seller participates in the federal healthcare programs acronym fhcp that has to be scrutinized in every single healthcare transaction so let me let me let me tell you in in if it is a fhcp um practice or business and they get government reimbursement there are extremely stringent provisions for participation in that particular payment structure if you will and how they submit claims you have to audit how they submit claims Because that is a material risk that you you will inherit if it is not done correctly. Once you purchase that business, you run the risk of being a successor to liability. So what happens is if they don't, if the seller has not met stringent, I can't stress this enough, stringent requirements, they are facing substantial Civil fines and penalties. And also, you cannot overlook the potential of clawbacks, allegations of overpayment, and in some cases, False Claims Act, FCA liability. That is critical that you have to understand the requirements of governmental reimbursement and how they relate to any industry. I mean, excuse me, how they relate to any business in healthcare. Now, what I'll tell you, it, it, we're seeing this a huge clampdown. The DOJ strike force regions throughout the country, fraud and abuse. The fraud and abuse under the FHCPs is rampant, absolutely rampant. If you look at the advisory notices, the takedowns under the DOJ communications you're gonna look at a couple of things. You've got to look at the anti-kickback statute, AKS. If you don't know what that is and you're buying a business that is subsidized by governmental reimbursement, you have to get assistance with that transaction. Stark law, physician self-referral prohibition. You have to look under the criminal and civil false claims acts act. Those under fraud and abuse will take you down financially quickly if you purchase a particular healthcare business and you're not fully aware of this. One thing that we see a lot is overlooked is licensures. So depending on what business you are purchasing, every healthcare business requires a certain licensure, no matter what it is. In some cases, they're very specific. They could be generic you have to do your due diligence under the licensure requirements in healthcare transactions. Because if you purchase a business and then you overlook the proper licenses, you are looking at potential disaster on a very, very expensive um, investment. So those are a couple of things. Again, I I can probably speak with, you know, three hours on, on regarding governmental reimbursement, FCHCP programs, fraud and abuse, The anti-kickback statue is a three-hour lecture in and of itself. Stark is a whole different world. That's another, you know, you could easily talk an hour or two hours on Stark, not even hit, you know, half the topics. But I would strongly encourage you to know exactly what the False Claims Acts are um, and how they relate to you in the transaction. So, folks, that's a very, very short summary of a very complex matter. If you have a healthcare transaction, it does not have to be a large hospital. It could be a dermatology practice, dental practice, healthcare practice. It doesn't matter. Anything that is regulated by the government in healthcare, especially if they take federal healthcare program subsidies, reimbursements, critical folks. Folks, that's a very, very short topic for a long, long conversation. I want to welcome and thank you for joining Advisor Insights. Stuart Overman here. Please feel free to give us a call at 770 excuse me, 770-886-2400. Again, 770-886-2400. Or feel free to reach out, email Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at ObermanLaw.com. Folks, thanks for joining us again. We appreciate you joining us and have a fantastic day.